You're listening to Catholic Faith on the Move podcast, a journey on the road to heaven. Today we'll discuss the book Consoling the Heart of Jesus by Father Michael Gately, contemplate the idea of retreats as pilgrimage, and learn about St. Ignatius of Loyola. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle on us the fire of your love. God freely created us so that we might know, love, and serve Him in this life and be happy with Him forever. God's purpose in creating us is to draw forth from us a response of love and service here on the earth so that we may attain our goal of everlasting happiness with him in heaven. St. Ignatius of Loyola. And that's the saint that we'll be discussing this week. Uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola is, of course, the founder of the Society of Jesus, known as the Jesuits and... And he was born uh, in Spain in uh, in the Basque country in 1491, and he was a, a military guy. Really, he was a knight um, for a local noble Basque family and um, fought in their service. In 1521, he fought at the Battle of Pamplona and was injured there. And during his um, recovery from his injuries, he began reading a book um, that was called uh, De Vita Christi, or The Life of Christ. And reading that book essentially started him on a spiritual conversion, and he decided that uh, rather than give his life for the glory of the military, he would give his life for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And I think it's uh, important to note that he was quite a proud young warrior and uh he was known for his boldness on the field so uh when he got injured he also he was very had very much vainglory and actually had his leg uh rebroken and reset trying to fix it to no avail and when he was making those readings basically that's all there was i don't think that that was his first choice but (laughs) God's choice, maybe. It was God's choice, exactly. Um, So that was in 1521 when he was injured. And um, as he was reading this and had this spiritual conversion and and decided that he wanted to devote his life to Christ, um, he thought that he would try to model himself and his spirituality after uh, the likes of Francis of Assisi. So... um, and in 1522, uh, he created the famed spiritual exercises of Loyola, of Ignatius of Loyola, the Ignatian exercises, which are um, basically a 30-day retreat of prayer and silence in order to draw closer to God and to understand more the life of Christ. And also, um, preceding this, he had a vision of the Blessed Mother, and also throughout his life, um, these visions came to him and inspired his writings and what he was to do so yeah he was you know a military guy first and then a mystic and uh, a very spiritual uh spiritual person and um in directing others and how to grow in their spirituality as well with the ignatian exercises um in 1534 he uh got together with a group of university friends that he had gone back to school and uh kind of fell in with and they created in 1534 the society of jesus and we know that as the jesuits today interesting to note that the term Jesuit 
was initially kind of a, you know, not a nice term. And it was the enemies of the Jesuits that would call them Jesuits. And now everybody calls them that. So it's kind of, uh, it kind of took after that. Mm-hmm. And they went on to be inspired by their journeys to the Holy Land. And it was after this that they decided to go back and he kind of turned that love of his military boldness into the love of God. And um, they took their vows of chastity and became uh, brothers of the priesthood. And, and probably uh, directly related to the, this boldness in the military is that, you know, once the society was founded and, and became stronger, then uh, the Jesuits were the ones that went out on mission and, and were working to convert uh, people to Catholicism and bring Jesus to the rest of the world. Um, they made trips to, to Ireland and Scotland and then uh, later on into the New World as well. So um, that military boldness, kind of that fever was a part of the Jesuit society as well uh, in terms of their mission and their call to bring Christ to the world mm-hmm. and not just, um, you know, uh, understand Christ themselves and keep it to themselves, keep him to themselves, but to bring him to the rest of the world. He, uh, he died in 1556, uh, from a disease known as the Roman fever. And he, you know, he was a mystic and had his visions and he knew as soon as he got sick that he was going to die, even though the doctors didn't think it was a big deal. Um, but he did, he did die in, in 1556 and he was canonized in 1622 and his feast day is July 31st. And what I think is good to know, one of the things they're noted about is helping believers to find freedom, make friends, live simply, work sensibly, fall in love, experience joy, and enter into a relationship with God. And that's what his... His whole being was all about. Mm-hmm. That's what his mission was. Exercises. So if you're looking for a way to help you uh, to answer those questions on how to live, um, what you're supposed to be, how to make good decisions, how to live simply, to be a good friend, what to do when you're facing suffering, how to be happy, how to find God, how to pray, and how do you love, you can look towards the spiritual retreats in St. Ignatius of Loyola. Pray for us. Check out our blog and other information, including links to our Facebook and Twitter pages at our website, catholicfaithonthemove.com. Or send us an email at catholicfaithonthemove at gmail.com. Our pilgrimage destination this week is a retreat. You know, holy men and women have been going on retreats since the beginning of time. The the Old Testament prophets went on retreats. Jesus went on a 40-day retreat. Um, So it's not anything new, and it's not something that is a, a concept that just sprung into being. It's something that's been around forever. And retreats come in all kinds of different flavors, shapes, and sizes. There's... As we just heard, the patron of retreats, St. Ignatius of Loyola, has developed the the 30-day Ignatian exercise of silence and prayer uh, as a retreat method. And I think that that's definitely on my list of wanting to do that. But in our everyday lives, most people can't take, don't have the time and money to be able to take a 30-day retreat. But um, a retreat could be part of your day half a day, a day. 
Absolutely. And then even, you know, even the opportunities for a weekend retreat or, you know, a Catholic men's or women's conference is, you know, can be considered a retreat. It's they're typically themed and, and all the speakers and presentations are trying to direct people in one in one spot as far as their growth and spirituality and closeness to God. So, you know, whether it's a conference or even parishes will sometimes have retreats these days. Uh, many, many parishes do. I've gone on a men's retreat at our parish. So and it but there's been two different kinds. One was an overnight and one was a one day. So uh, retreats do come in all shapes and sizes. The, the main focus is, is that you have a purpose and you have a, an idea of what the direction of the retreat is going to be, whether it's a self-directed retreat that you're doing or whether it's a retreat that appeals to you that you're going to go uh, and spend some time at. They, they have a theme and they have a direction um, to draw you closer into God. Uh, one of my favorite types of retreats is a silent retreat. Uh, it gives you that time for personal reflection. I know that I've went to a monastery that's not too far from here, uh, Gethsemane in Kentucky, and they have silent retreats there that are not are self-directed. It's very much on your own and you could do as you wish uh, and take part in the different services with the brothers there uh, or not. It just is a time to place a place to get away. And there's several monasteries uh, around the country, around the world that you could partake and spend some time and um, use that as your own personal retreat. Right. And another opportunity, you know, if you're if you've got the time or the inclination to be able to go somewhere, um, you can check out an organization like uh, MilesChristi.org. And um, it's a society of priests and their their intention is to give retreats. And it's in the Ignatian exercises, um, but they boil it down to basically a weekend, uh, one or two day retreat. Um, and they have them all over the country. Um, and you can check out their website at MilesChristi.org to find out where there might be one close uh, close by to where you're at. Another type of silent retreat that um, I've been on is a guided self-retreat. I mean, a guided silent retreat. And this is where, while there is a, a portion of it that is silent, you'll have a retreat director that will give some talks on a topic for you to ponder. And then you'll also have opportunities for prayer and group. But then the rest of the time is in silence. Right. And uh, another thing, too, is that you know we just came out of Lent. So uh, I know a lot of parishes in our area will have a parish mission. Sometimes it's during Lent and sometimes it's not. But, you know, you could, a parish mission is could be considered a retreat uh, opportunity as well. And there's something that, you know, it's two or three nights during the week uh, after work. And uh, again, there, it's a thematic uh, event. There, there's some goal in mind to bring the parishioners of that parish closer to God in this one direction or in this one phase of their spiritual life. And, um, and, and that's an opportunity to go on retreat as well. And also not only coming closer, but also coming closer as a parish. I know that our parish has started giving um, regular women's and men's retreats that are focused on different topics, but it's specifically for people in our parish to go to and it also helps you build that parish community right and you draw those draw those relationships together and understand that you, there's an entire group of people that are all working towards the same goal and in, in, in their spiritual life and how to get closer to god and, and grow in that faith yes and i know that also there have been 
some opportunities that I've had just with uh, some friends that we will go to some local shrines and take that as a time for a retreat. Or um, we've even taken a book as a focus and gone away for a weekend to a lodge or uh, someplace to kind of just get away from everything for a while and to focus on that time for a retreat. Right. And excellent. That's an excellent way to, to get it done. And, and again, it's, you know, it's low cost, it's low time investment. Um, but yet it still has that same goal, um, that all retreats do. Mm-hmm. And also if you don't have time to even get away, there's also online retreats. There so you go. There's a retreat for everyone. So if you need some time to kind of contemplate and spend some time with Jesus in prayer and silence, take a look into a retreat online or at home on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll draw you closer to God. As in all things you do, it's good to start with a prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you told your apostles to retire to a desert place and rest a while. I'm taking this time to follow your example. Grant that I may obtain all the fruits that I can from this retreat. Enable me to make it in union with you to know myself better and to get closer to you help me to listen attentively to ponder prayerfully and to speak wisely let me emerge from this spiritual renewal as a more committed christian better equipped to advance along the path that you have laid out for me amen amen We've been talking about retreats and of course the one of the most famous retreats is the 30-day Ignatius retreat and our book today is Consoling the Heart of Jesus, a do-it-yourself retreat inspired by the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius by Michael Gately and this is actually a retreat that we've both done. Uh, We did it uh, as a, we lengthened it, one way to do it is it's meant to be a weekend retreat, uh, but it also, as the book explains, you can uh, do it at your own pace, your own time, and uh, we did it as part of our book club first, mm-hmm. um, and then I think we each have individually done it, and then I actually went on a weekend retreat where we followed exactly the advice of Father Gately uh, in his do-it-yourself retreat. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if you've ever seen, had the opportunity to, to watch Father Gately speak or maybe see him on TV, you can probably understand why he's boiled a 30-day retreat down into three days because he's full of energy and very fast-moving. And so, you know, he, he takes that, uh, the essence of the Ignatian exercise and really brings it down to what you can do in a, in a very full weekend. Not It's not like a three-day retreat where you're spending a half a day on, you know, of each day. It's, it's a full three-day retreat to read it and to prayerfully consider what he's got written in there. Um, and it's a bold claim, but I, I think he really pulls it off. I mean, it really, it really gets down to the nuts and bolts of, you know, exploring your spirituality and what it takes to draw closer to God. And he uses some really great examples in the book, um, for us to help guide us in that path. Right. Mm -hmm. And what's important is that, 
he's very much inspired by St. Teresa of Lisieux in The Little Way, is taking big ideas and making them easy for all of us to understand and making these retreats and different devotions accessible to all different people, but still keeping that essence that makes it very powerful. And also what's wonderful about any of Father Gately's books is he writes like he's talking to you. It's very accessible. It's very conversational. And um, he uses a lot of humor. Right. And it, it really is an enjoyable read. I know that it's one of those books that you will go back to and go back to. And just going back to it now, I'm like, boy, I need to even do this again. So I'm very inspired to, again, get together some friends and to do this retreat again. Yeah, and and not only does he use uh, Saint Teresa of Lisieux, but you know he also features in there um, Mary, um, Sister Faustina, uh, Saint Maximilian Kolbe, uh, Blessed Mother Teresa's in there, um, and Saint Pope Pope Saint John Paul II. One of these days, I'll get that right. Um, but you know all these models and these examples for us to uh, to follow in our journey closer to God and to get to heaven, um, and he lays them all right out there for us. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Uh being a Marian brother, it's very much, uh, I would say that consoling the heart of Jesus is very much about divine mercy and the Marian devotion. And I think that you come away with this book very inspired and we're coming up on divine mercy Sunday. And so this is a perfect time to pick up this book and to get to know about divine mercy. Matter of fact, it's broken. I would say, half of the book is the retreat and the other half is an appendix that um, will help you to take it further. And then the last part of the book is actually from selections from the diary of St. Faustina. And also he gives lots of information on um, devotions that will help keep this consoling the heart of Jesus alive in your daily prayer life and um other things you will want to do to strengthen that prayer life yeah and it's uh i think it's important to understand that um and this comes through in the book uh, loud and clear is that you know jesus suffers for our sins and that's present tense not past tense yes he died on the cross for our sins but our daily sins and our and our things that we do and our failings and shortcomings as humans um, continue to wound him and continue to, to cause him pain. And so um, one of the things that the book points out is, is that we need to uh, work towards consoling his heart by, you know, reducing our sin and living a better life. And, and he gives us some, you know, concrete ways to do that, whether it's uh, an increased prayer life, um, like by scheduling your prayer um, over time periods, um, increased use of the sacraments, um, and, and spiritual reading. Uh, as a way to draw closer to God and to reduce our sinning, uh, which will, in the end, uh, make Jesus happier and bring us closer to heaven. Yes, and he states in the book to begin with is the desire for holiness uh, to make a good Ignatius retreat or any retreat is to have that ardent desire for sanctity and um, start off by asking yourself, do you want to be a saint or... Do you desire to be on fire with the love of God and neighbor 
And if your answer is yes, then you definitely want to look in it, look into this book, Consoling the Heart of Jesus, and also going on retreats. I think that you'll definitely find information that you'll go back to over and over again um, and really help me understand a lot of the points of just how can we console the heart of Jesus um, coming off of Holy Week. I think that it's so important to continue that in our daily life and everything that we do. And it's important to know too, I mean, to understand, and, and we just kind of learned about this at, at mass, but um, you know, the sacrifice on the cross and the resurrection, yes, it happened, but it happens over and over again every Sunday at mass. And so uh, just like Jesus died for our sins on the cross, you know, our continual sinning keeps that perpetually, that pain and that suffering perpetually alive. And so we need to remember that in our daily lives. And laying out the front foundation, he talks about the first things first, that's seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be giving, given to you as well. And sometimes we lose sight of that is that if we just keep God first in our life, then everything else is going to be okay. Another thing I love about this book, Consoling the Heart of Jesus, is Michael Gately at the end of each section breaks it down into simple terms that you could take with you to keep repeating it so you can live it out. And even at the back, there's a consoler's cheat sheet and it breaks down the major sections, basically the consoler's principle and foundation, a consoler's three promises of continuing prayer and deed word and prayer of how to keep your daily prayer schedule how to inspire you to frequent sacraments and taking time for spiritual reading, a summary of trust, which he gives that's very inspiring is the Ecce Fiat Magnificat, his um, morning offering, and probably one of the best ways to um, examine your conscience. He uses the acronym Baker. The Baker acronym. So for that alone, it's good to get the book. Absolutely. To find that out. Yeah, so we um, we highly recommend Consoling the Heart of Jesus. It's a way to take the principles of a 30-day Ignatian retreat and boil it down into a much more manageable time frame of about three days, or you know, you can stretch it if you need to. Um, and it's, uh, all the principles are there, uh, and it's a great introduction to the concept of retreat as pilgrimage. And it's also... A wonderful introduction to the consecration to Jesus through Mary and the Divine Mercy devotion. And uh, don't forget Divine Mercy Sunday is coming up. Happy Easter. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We'll see you on the road.